Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is David Munford. David Munford is an overcomer in life and an encourager of life habits and hangups. David overcame an addiction to pornography, drinking, smoking cigarettes, depression, and many other forms of sexual addiction. David has been an overcomer for the past 10 years, and he helps people all over the world. Welcome to the podcast, David. Thank you. I'm, glad, I'm so glad to be here. You're welcome, and I'm honored to have you as a guest. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you're from? Uh, I, I guess I'm from Cleveland, Tennessee. We've been here since 92, and that's, I guess that is, um, that's kind of my, I guess, home, because we, uh, this is where I've lived the longest, and I guess I'm from here. I'm from Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, basically, my basically my life story is uh, what brought me to this point is grew up in a very strong Christian home. Um, went to church all the time. Uh, I, I kind of joke around with people and say I was I had a drug problem because my parents drug me to church all the time, and I, I love go, I, I love going to church. Um, in '99, graduated high school and then had the chance to move to Atlanta, Georgia, to work in a intense discipleship program for two years. And while I was there, had the opportunity to travel to uh, Brussels, Belgium, um, and Paris, and then uh, Uruguay doing uh, inner city work and working with kids ministries there. Just doing all that stuff and then 2001 felt like I was called back to Cleveland was not very happy because I, I was finally away from home making a making my own life kind of had the plans to do what I wanted to do and then in um, 2005 I got to the point in life where I just I kind of I was fed up with living the way I want to live. I kind of didn't want to, I didn't want to, I guess I backslid in ways. And I did a 360 on everything I knew was right and got involved in pornography. And I moved in with a female for five years. And at that point, I stopped going to church. I stopped everything that I knew I knew was right. I stopped talking to my family, to even to my parents when we lived in the same town. Saw them maybe once, twice a year, not very often, barely ever talked to them. I don't ever, I don't think I ever really talked to them at all. And then in 2010, um, after a party, I was asked to move out of the house I was living in and I had to call my parents at 30 years old and ask, Hey, can I move back? Can I move back home? Because I was financially in a place where I didn't have anywhere to go. I couldn't even afford an apartment on my own if I wanted to and had to move back in with my parents for six years until I got married. But those really the, the six years I moved back in with my parents, I went through depression for about the first two years. I went through depression. And then my dad asked me to come to celebrate recovery with him. And I went first night, didn't think anything of it. And then after then I but I kept going back and it wasn't until 20, let's see, about 24. 14 um that I really um I got more got more serious about my recovery and more serious about my 
my hangups in life and what I went through and really started working on that and realized I had addiction to pornography, uh, worked um, and went to counseling for that for about five years. No, yeah, about, about five years. Went to counseling for that and um, and have been clean from pornography for going on seven years now and just started getting my story out there and t- talking to people about things I've been doing and what I've been through in life and people, I get connection, I get um, connection requests on LinkedIn all the time that people have heard my story. They're like, how did you do it? How did you, how did can you help me through this? Can, can, how did you be so successful? And I, I said, it took me just using my voice and finding somebody to reach out to that would, that's been there that could help me. And in turn, I have been able to help other people uh, through this. I love it. Can you tell us more about how you overcame drinking and smoking cigarettes? That I, I kind of just, the cigarettes, I saw what my, um, I saw what it did to my, my, my aunt and, and my grandfather. And I, I was able to put that down. That was more of a, I think that was more of just a social, Hey, everybody's doing it type of thing. I guess I'll, I'll smoke, but I never, I always knew I could put it down. I never, I always knew I, that wasn't a, that wasn't a true, like a, I have it for me. I didn't have to have one. But I I put those down. Gosh, I probably quit smoking. Lord, that was probably 2010 or something like that. I probably hadn't smoked in 10 years and I haven't even wanted a cigarette. Now the drinking, I, I mean, I may social have a social drink here and there, but uh, when I, when I got into recovery, and realized I was drinking for those five years, uh, it was to fill a void of not being happy or not not wanting to just kind of numb the feelings I had or the, the, the hurt I had from my parents and from everybody else. So, I mean, I don't, I definitely don't drink like I did. I may have a social drink once a year or something or not not very often. I'm no longer like considered an alcoholic or what I would consider myself an alcoholic. I love it. Now, can you also tell us how you overcame depression? Um, that is still a working process from days. Um, I'm a lot better than I was, but that got to the point where my dad uh, looked at me in 2012 because when I moved back in with my parents for the first year and a half, I didn't talk to my parents. I'd go to work, I'd come home, I'd go in my room, I shut the door. And or they there's a greenway here in town that I would go walk on, and I would just tell them like, "Hey, I need to get out of here. I'm gonna go walk on the greenway." So they let me do that, but it wasn't until 2012 where my dad looked at me because he was a chaplain in a hospital and he has seen people go through depression. He looked at me and said, okay, you've got to come out of this depression. You've got to stop right now because he's seen what it could do in our family because our, um, because some people on hit on his side of the family had depression or battle with depression. And he, he kind of 
kicked me out of that and brought me out of that depression. And I still, there's days I still, I'm still quiet and people think I'm depressed, but I'm just happy to be alone some days. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not depressed. I don't have really anything to be depressed. And when I feel myself starting to slip back into depression, I will reach out to an accountability partner. I'll listen to a podcast. I will find somebody to, to talk to. So I don't slip into the, into that state, into that uh, stage again, but I know it would be easy for me to, to do that. That's right. And I think you raise a great point in regards to just wanting to be alone versus depression. A lot of people, I think that are introverted tie depression into the same aspect when it's not, it, that ties into a whole nother category in regards to being an introvert or extroverted, whichever one you are. And then of course you have the depression aspect. So thank you for raising awareness on that. Now, what is your best advice to individuals who are listening right now in the audience of overcoming depression? Um, for me, it's kind of what started this whole, I don't even, this whole crazy journey of being on the podcast and is because in April, um, April 7th, I kind of, I took a temporary layoff from my, from my job because things had, were going just hard at the, at my job and I needed, I wasn't making any money. So I went to my boss and said, Hey, can I, can I at least do a voluntary layoff? He's like, well, I don't know. Give me some time. Let me, let me think, let me, let's see how things go. So it went a couple weeks of very uncertainty of, okay, I'm not making any money, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm still, I'll still go to work because that's what I'm, I know I'm supposed to do. But I kind of in ways was depressed, was getting into depression that, in a slight depression there and then he actually about a week after I talked to him um he actually called me in the office and said we're going to allow you to take a do a voluntary layoff so we don't have to actually fire you and you can keep your job so when I was off work when I got home on April 7th I was like okay God what do you want me to do what can I do to stay busy so I don't go crazy but my wife was still working from home at the time so I got on LinkedIn I got involved with just found people on LinkedIn that had podcasts started sharing my stories started reaching out to them and said hey I love what you're doing I would love to share my story with you and once I started using my voice and started sharing my story with them it just atomic bomb blew up and people are like when they hear my story or they hear my where I what I was what I went through for five years they're like how did you do it how did you how did you overcome that I said I just started using my voice I just started talking to somebody I didn't let it I didn't stay stuck in my head because that's that's when I look back on it when I stayed stuck in my head that's where everything else was a combination of that's where everything blossomed for those five years as I stay stuck in my head. And the advice I would give is don't, don't stay stuck in your head. If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling, I don't know, if you're feeling hurt, if something's not, if something's just not right, find somebody to talk to because my parents were always that for me, but I could never see that. I thought they were trying to control me 
when actually what they were trying to do is just be there for me. That's right. And thank you for raising awareness in regards to that. Now, what has given you the most joy and fulfillment in your life, David? Oh my gosh, where to even, I mean, I don't even know where to start with that because when I look back on the last 10 years and everything that has led up to, up to today of actually getting, um, getting a promotion, signing the paper for my promotion, I think it's just being who I am and not letting people if they if you like me you like me if you don't okay you don't like me i i'm not i don't i'm not a people pleaser i'm just like i just i'm who i am and that's how i've been so in ways that's how i've been so successful because people i just draw people to me and i don't try to i'm not like a try to make friends with everybody i just treat everybody how i want to be treated and i'm enjoying life I can actually say um, this is the first time in probably the last 10 years is probably the first time in my life where I can say I actually enjoy life. I don't, I don't feel depressed. I don't, I'm always smiling. I'm always joking with people. I love having fun. I love doing trainings for work. I love jumping on podcasts. I love just talking to people and making people feel happy or making when customers come into the dealership, a service, service advisor at a Toyota dealership. Somebody may come in having a really rotten day, and because I had a customer today that actually that was he was 92 years old. He came in kind of disgruntled about not being able to fix something on his radio. I took five minutes, got in his car, sat down with him in his car, and fixed it for him. And when he when he got done, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna come back to you anytime I need. I need work because you took the time to educate me, to help me understand what was going on. And that's all I want to do. I want to treat people how I would want to be treated. That's right. That truly matters. Now, how did you make the decision to choose the vocation you did? I loved working on cars. I loved being around cars and I, I just, needed something closer to home and I've worked at Walmart. I've worked in the food industry. I've worked in, I've worked at Amazon. I worked at Amazon for four and a half years. I just wanted a change of pace uh, and needed something closer to home. And it literally just fell in my lap. And when I, when it fell into my lap, it turned out to be that this was the career for me that I'd always, I'd always been looking for but never knew that I was capable of doing it. And I get encouragement every day at work that my bosses tell me, even the owner of the company will tell me, they're like, you are doing such a great job for us. So we can't believe that you are doing so well. So it's just, it was just by, by happenstance and just putting an application out there and saying, Hey, let's give it a try. It may not work out, but what's it going to hurt to try? That's right. And you've overcome so much and you're happy now. And I mean, you just mentioned to me that you got a promotion and I'm super proud of you. Can you tell us about your experience with that and how yeah. just by shifting your mindset, how much your life has changed now? <sighs> I 
really, it's just, it, it's just keep doing what I was doing. And from day one of, at the dealership, they always told me, they're like, Hey, you like, they would tell like the parts manager tell me, they're like, Hey, they're watching you. So you need to just keep doing what you're doing because we've never, we haven't seen this, this, somebody like you with so much go get it and so much power to, to just to work. And it's just, it's just hard work. I was like, I love working hard. I don't like, I don't sit behind my desk. Uh, when, a, when people come in, I'm always up helping customers. I'm up, I'm always up trying to figure out, okay, have you been helped? Have you not been helped? How can I help you? What can I do? Where can I, where can I be the most help to make sure the customers are taken care of? And it's just going above and beyond what other people other people do and they we had a guy leave and just by my hard work they wanted to promote me they wanted to give me a give me a it actually turned out I'll get a raise in my pay and everything it's just it's just by hard work by working hard and being consistent at it showing up every day and having a good attitude at work and just giving it everything giving it 110 percent at work. I love it. Now, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? It was probably, it was probably around um, April 7th when I started sharing my story and I started looking back on everything I've been through that I really did have a story that I really did. Cause I always thought growing up, Hey, I'm, I grew up in a Christian home. That's my story. But when I started going, when I started looking back on things I've been through, things of like overcoming pornography, overcoming drinking, overcoming smoking cigarettes, it's like I am an overcomer that I can't, I don't have to stay stuck. I can help people. And I do have a story that not many people have that they, that they can over, they can come back from being, beat down and be so successful because in the last 10 years I've, I've found a great job. I met my, I met my wife at church. Uh, We just bought even like, even through the pandemic, we did not struggle one bit with our finances. We never missed a rent, a rent check. We never missed a utility check. We never missed a, having food on the table we even bought a house during it and it's just it's it i guess it just comes down to we just stayed diligent and stayed stayed close to god and stayed relying on him and trusted him through everything and it just showed it showed us that we can be successful and we can make it through anything that is amazing now how is how important is your faith oh mom I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for my faith because I would not, I keep thinking if I was, if something was to happen tragic again, I, I would back, I would go back to a much darker place than before and not be as successful as I was today. And it keeps me, it, my faith keeps me on top of everything. And it, and I've actually, a lot of people at work 
have um, have seen what I do and how I live my life, and they they're so impressed with me at work that a couple people are like, "How are you so happy every day?" I said, "Because I have Jesus in my heart. I stay close to Him. Um, I stay close, and I'll pull up my Bible at work on my phone, and I'll read my Bible at work." And so it's extremely extremely important. Amen. And how important is your relationship with God to you? It now that I probably in the last it it's important. I struggle with it, but I mean everybody does. <laughs> but it, I I'm I'm getting better at that on my personal relationship. I'm getting a lot better on it and getting getting I walk with him because I, I know if I, if I would not, if I did not have him in my life, I wouldn't have been as this successful. And, uh, back, uh, uh, I turned 40 at Christmas and I always wanted a tattoo. I was like, okay, what am I going to get? And actually I got, I found a, found a, a tattoo on Pinterest and it's a, I have it on my right, uh, my right shoulder. And, uh, and it's a, it's a cross and it has God is greater than your highs and lows. And it, when I'm having a hard day at work, I'm like, okay, God has this. He has me in his hands. He knows what's going on. I don't have to worry about it. And it keeps me, it just keeps me taking that one more step. Because there's days at work where I just get beat down. And I'm like, okay, God, you've got to help me. <laughs> you've got to get me through this day. And when I rely on him, I, I'm not stressed out at work anymore. That's right. And he's with us wherever we go. And the Bible says, Joshua 1, 9, haven't I commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid or discouraged for your Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Yeah. Yes, sir. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Being consistent. No matter what, no matter what life throws at you, no matter how beat down you may get or how, no matter how, far you may get down just get back up and be consistent and take it just one day at a time and one step at a time because that's what it's that's what's helped me is not worrying about and sometimes sometimes it's one minute at a time because things can change in in the matter of a moment or in the matter of a minute so just staying consistent and staying walking just keep just keep moving forward just keep moving forward just keep moving forward and don't let anything push you back and keep keep you pushed down. Amen. That's right. I love it. And now, David, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. I really appreciate you. Thank you. I've, I've totally enjoyed it. You're welcome. Now, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out David uh, at his LinkedIn, David Munford. And David, again, thank you again for being a guest. And I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you. You're welcome.